Welcome to the SoulWorks Podcast, a place where we explore self-care strategies that lead us to our well-being and highest self. I'm your host, Ade Chakol. Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening, thank you for being here. I'm so grateful that you found us. And after you listen, definitely let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. And if you've been following along and listening to my podcasts, thank you so much. I am so grateful for you and I appreciate you so much. And I have another amazing episode today. It's uh, something so dear to my heart because, you know, as I started my journey into healing, I um, did a lot of work. You know, I was trying different modalities into getting to know myself, healing myself, healing my trauma and all that work. So I have a guest here with me who's so knowledgeable about shadow work. And we're going to be talking about what it is, you know, and how you do the work and how you identify, you know, what your shadows are. So, so, so beautiful episode. The reason why I called my uh, practice Soul Works is because it's exactly what it took for me to get to know myself and get to heal. It's really deep, deep work that I had to do to dig into, you know, the darker sides of me and to work on understanding them and accepting them and then healing them. And it is just my honor to share with you Tahira Mat because she um, she's one of those people who really guided me in my journey. And I'm sure you're going to love it. So without further ado, here is Tahira. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And here's another amazing and special episode. I have Tahira Mayat here with me. She has been guiding me and helping me on, you know, on the work that she's been doing. I've been following her content and her work is really, really healing. And I am just so grateful, Tahira, that you're here. You're the founder of Spiritual Alchemy Academy, EMDR Trauma Specialist, and a Reiki master, as well as a spiritual teacher. So we're just so grateful that you're here with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always an honor to connect to people who are connecting to my content. You know, I never know sometimes if the content even matters. So when beautiful souls you know, are sending out your love and, and wanting support. I'm all about that. So thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. So before I dive into my questions for you, I have this one question I always ask my guests. Okay. And that's, what's your morning routine? Mm, okay. Well, it changes. It does change. I don't have, uh, I used to be very discipline, because I believe that we all have to go through that stage of discipline in order to evolve and get to the next level of who we are. So, But now it's more of just a meditative type of practice where whatever flows in is what I do. 
But majority of my mornings start out pretty early. I say around 530, uh, right when the sun is rising. And I love to go to the beach. I, I don't live uh, far from the beach at all. It's like maybe a two minute walk. And uh, for me, being in the water, specifically the ocean water, is such good medicine in the morning. So I usually walk to the beach, listen to nature, listen to the birds, just receive the messages and just uh, do a little bit of stretching, meditation if it's cold. And then I just swim. I just swim in the water. I just soak in the water. Mm. But yeah, that's usually my uh, mornings here in, in the Dominican Republic. It's, it's a true spiritual medicine to do that in the morning because uh, the work that I do can get a little heavy sometimes during the day. So to start out my day already energized and crystallized with the water is really powerful for me. So, mm, yeah. That's that's so, so beautiful. I love the water, especially the ocean is also yeah. my healing place. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing that with us. Absolutely. So, you know, I wanted you here because, you know, you, like I said, you really spoke to me uh, with your spiritual teachings. So mm -hmm. how did that all start for you? You know, uh, tell us about like your background, where you're from, and how did it all, you know, unfold? And how did you get into this journey? Well, you know, the journey started out fairly young before I could even articulate what I was experiencing. But it was uh, some type of, we'll say, awakening that happened when I was between the ages of seven and nine, where I realized that I just, I, I would tell my parents I did not belong here. And I'm sure that a lot of uh, people can relate to that or have felt that throughout their spiritual paths. But, you know, when you're going through something that young, you know, how it's portrayed is like, you know, what is wrong with my little girls? <laughs> so, but my parents, though, they were very loving and I come from a, a pretty powerful spiritual background. I did grow up as a Muslim, but my parents always were very spiritually open. And so instead of looking at it as a problem to solve, they more so just honored where I was at and just loved me even more. And that uh, really helped me to just continue to connect to whatever it was I was experiencing at that time. So I have a lot of journals. I used to write a lot because that was the only way I could express myself in relation to like the constellations and, you know, looking at the moon, reflecting on the sky. I will always be out in nature. Every chance that I would get, I will just be in the woods just, you know, snuggled up with mother nature was just something very natural for me. And as I gotten older, I started to connect to more like-minded individuals. And I did go through a level of what I call my shadow world, where I experienced uh, pretty significant traumas, but it was definitely something that I needed to go through. I, I call it the initiation, one of the biggest initiations because I could either sink or swim, and I decided to swim. And it was through that level of initiation that I really honed into the healer I am, and also just coming into more of the esoteric knowledge of like why we're here. Mm -hmm. So that led to attracting shamans and other different mentors. I wasn't looking for a specific 
person, but I was definitely putting the energy out there to be guided. And so throughout the years I have been under, I get, I'm going to say under, but like kind of like an apprentice towards like a, a shaman or some type of guided teacher that would really just help me to put the pieces together. So no matter if it was a therapist, they usually had some type of shamanic background or just uh, someone that I would see as more so of a priestess would help me to put the pieces together as far as like my path of becoming a teacher, a spiritual teacher, realizing that that calling is just my vibration. It's not something that I was in looking for, something that might due to the level of experience and wisdom that was already coming through. It just was, it just happened. So I ended up also going to get my master's. I have two masters. One of them is in professional counseling with a trauma, trauma background. And another one is in mental health counseling with an addiction background. And being in the master's programs was eye-opening for me as well, because I did go in with, a, with, with my spiritual eye, with my third eye wide open. And what I discovered very quickly was that there wasn't no spiritual application to the clinical aspect of healing, which really bothered me because I'm like all these theories and all these different assessments, but nobody's talking about the spiritual healing that needs to be done specifically around shadow work. So specifically around trauma and like these divisions and these programs and these conditionings. So, but I, I'm, I was very thankful to go through those, those levels of education because it really opened my eyes to see, okay, what, what's something that I can do on the alternative end but also tap into the skill set. So that's when I got my EMDR certification because I, I went through EMDR to integrate some shadow work. And it, it was like mind blowing for me, very transformative, changed my whole entire life. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get the certification. So, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for that journey, uh, getting, getting both masters, but I, what I do is that I integrate the clinical application with the spiritual essence of someone. And for me, that is how I really see transformation when you're able to really heal psychologically and spiritually and energetically. So that also led to me getting my Reiki certification. So mm -hmm. everything is all blended. And that's why I created the Spiritual Alchemy Academy, because I teach all those things. And so it complements one another because you need you really need all three. Like they talk about the mind, body, spirit. You need all three in order to really integrate and come into balance. Yeah, absolutely. For those who are not sure what EMDR is, can mm -hmm. you touch a little bit on that? Absolutely. Yeah. So EMDR stands for eye movement desensitization reprocessing. And so it's a way to open up the prefrontal cortex of the brain and what that does that helps to relax that part that usually is re-triggered by some type of emotional experience. So you can actually process, you can actually process the trauma, process the emotion and still be lucid. So it's not something that some people think EMDR is like some type of hypnosis. It's not necessarily hypnosis, but it is kind of like a trance because you're following a circle and the circle is really activating the bilateral rhythms in your body to activate the neurological patterns in your brain. And as you're, as you're going through that, 
you're also being guided to speak on what the levels of disturbances are in relation to that memory. So with that, you're, you're lucid, you're aware, and you gain so much more insight and energetically you start cleansing. And I also work on the chakras. That's something I personally add in. And being that I am more of a spiritual teacher, I really focus in on bringing in that shamanic essence and helping people to really access their spiritual consciousness. So it's a really powerful tool and they use it a lot in the, the, the veteran hospitals. That's how it was created. And uh, I just see more benefits of using that tool as, as far as clinical applications. I have seen more benefits using that tool than any other clinical modalities that I have experienced. Mm. Yeah. You know, when I was going through my darkest moments, uh, which yeah. kind of led me to my own spiritual journey and trying to find out more of who I am. The first thing I did, you know, like many people was to go to um, therapy. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, I quickly saw that, you know, they see your your condition as just an illness and a pale will, you know, make it better. And that's it, you're done. And I absolutely understand what you mean. They completely don't put together or add in the spiritual aspect. So that's really what led me to start my journey. I, you know, I was questioning there should be more. I mean, there needs to be more than just me feeling a symptom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I do believe more people are awakening to that level of knowledge inside themselves to seek out, seek uh, help outside of just the clinical realms. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, that led me into doing shadow work. (laughs) So, so tell us, what do we mean by shadows? Like when people are talking about shadow work, what are shadows? So, you know, everybody, uh, since it is a spiritual type of healing, more so a spiritual type of healing, everybody has this different definition on what shadow work is. But I how I view shadow work is it's just a fragmented thought form or fragmented identity that is out there in the ether, which means that it's in another world. Because if you, you know, get into more of the spiritual aspect of who you are, you are multidimensional. So we carry these thought forms out and it's a thought form that you haven't faced yet. And it's due to maybe a level of fear, anxiety, or not even being conscious around that shadow. So in order to heal, or I always say integrate the shadow, one must first face the shadow and see it for what it is. And then from there, this is where the healing begins. And then you integrate that shadow into the light of yourself. So therefore, there is no longer a shadow part. So you have done the shadow work. So I guess the shadows are always a part of us or do they occur? Mm. Like, are they triggered by something? How, how do, where do these shadows come from? Well, on a metaphysical level, we live in a quote unquote divided planet, which means that we're always going to have shadows. We're always going to have things Mm. that are going to come up for all of us, but This is why it's important to not look at the shadow as something separate. It's more so it is a part of you. 
because it is a part of our soul awakening and our soul journey here in this existence, especially in these very interesting times that it's all about purification. You know, so even looking at the planets and a full moon and a new moon, everything up until this point, especially in 2020, has been about purifying the soul, clearing the soul, because we are just stepping into the awakening. We are just stepping into what they call the golden age. We're at that tipping point. So therefore, we have to accept as humans that are existing in this present time that we're always going to have shadows. So to answer your question directly, shadows are already a part of you. Shadows come from things that happen in this life and things that happen in the past assimilation. So, you know, this is where, and I also do past life work. So this is where like, you know, sometimes people they need more of a past life therapy because they're maybe carrying some type of narrative that looped into this particular existence. So that shadow became bigger, it became stronger. So the more you do shadow work and the more you step into that integration and completion, the less shadow work you do. But it's just also accepting that there's always going to be some level of a shadow. Like just like when you go out in the sun, there's always that shadow, right? So it's it's always going to be there, but it's not something that is separate. It's actually a part of you and it's part of your, your soul. Yes. And understanding that is really what helped me accept myself mm-hmm. in a huge, huge way, you know? I used to just pinpoint on my weakest areas or my darkest areas. And I used to see them as something extremely separate from me. And I felt guilty every time I did something wrong or Mm -hmm. I, you know, blamed myself. And I used to say, oh, I'm not really growing spiritually because I still have this part of me, which I saw as a dark part. But Mm -hmm. knowing that it is part of me, it is... Mm-hmm. you know, inclusive of me really helped That's me right. yeah. accept. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is the, it's the dark and the light is the ass above. So below, you know, it's the yin mm-hmm. and the yang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then now we know what shadows are. What mm-hmm. is shadow work? Uh, so shadow work is, is all about, again, taking that thought form. That's why I call, I call it, I call them thought forms, taking this thought form that has been out there and it has created this whole nother, we'll say personality, because sometimes people's shadows can lead them to different personalities. And in the clinical aspect, that's where you get into the diagnoses, which I'm not a really big fan of, but you get into those diagnoses like bipolar borderline personality disorder, narcissism, like you get into all that. And what happens is when you start doing the actual quote unquote work, you really start to take back your power and taking out the pain and really exiting that world by exiting the narrative and learning to recreate the narrative literally starts to heal that shadow. So now that shadow part, again, it's no longer you're afraid of it and you gain wisdom. You gain a lot of wisdom because always say, remember, your shadow has been out there for a while, kind of just like waiting for you to, to say, hey, you know, so there is this wisdom that you that you cultivate from when you start to really face that shadow. 
And then from there, you begin to make peace with it, like you said, and accept it as as that. And then you just move on to, you know, you move on to the next evolution of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But not everybody is ready to do that, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's a tough, tough thing to do to see your shadows and accept oh, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. No, not everybody. Not everybody's on this road. Not everybody's on a spiritual path. You know, there is um, people, you know, that are that are walking around with the lights. I always say the lights are on, but nobody's home. So we just have to, but we also have to accept that as is and accept them where they're at because it may not be their time. So the people who have awakened into this level of knowledge and this level of understanding of self, it's your time. If you, if you get it, if you're listening to me, to you, to other people who are talking about this and you're getting it, it's your time. But then there's some that are just, it's not their time. It's maybe not their time. And that's not ours to judge. You know, it's just ours to accept and just focus in. Like I always talk about sovereignty and it's going back into that sovereignty vibration and just continue to focus on yourself. And you just hold space for that level of consciousness that is here. Because Without that level of consciousness, what what is quote unquote the light workers doing here? You know, <laughs> so we we gotta be fighting something, you know. So mm-hmm. or we gotta be in combat with something. And I'm saying this on a conscious level. So there's always that as above, so below, and everything. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing that a lot of people want to know or ask is mm-hmm. something you know must happen in your life that shifts you or shakes you for you to awaken. Mm. Is that always necessary? Like, you know, I know in my case, that was the case when, you know, I had this huge change in my life that kind of awakened me to start Mm. understanding myself and start understanding life. But do we always need to experience some kind of trauma Mm. to start working on ourselves? I think that we all, we all experience trauma one way, shape or form. Cause again, I believe we are in a, that, that like again, 2020 shadow planet, mm. sh- you know, earth we're, we're on earth, but this is like the shadow part, but we're into the awakening. So it's at the same time. So I do believe all of us at some point do experience a level of emotional disturbance or experience. However, when it comes to when people awaken and how they awaken, that is definitely designed based upon their own vibration and where they're at consciously. Some people, they need to be shaken up. You know, they hit rock bottom spiritually, so to speak, in order to say, okay, I got to do something. Whereas you got some of these children that are coming in that is already awakened. They already got the level of knowledge. You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's, it's our responsibility to continue to nurture that. So it really depends. And it depends on the cycle that somebody's in too. And just like on a clinical end and working with addiction, people who come into addiction treatment centers, some people, they come in and they're ready. And they come in open. And they come in with surrendering. They come in with trusting. So they 
they take those steps, they apply it, and they shifted their whole entire mindset. And that is also a spiritual awakening for some. And then you have some people who come into the healing, the healing realms, but they're not, they're not ready to face it. They're not, you know, they're not in a level where maybe they hit that rock bottom. So they're resistant. It's like they want to be fixed instead of realizing you have the power to fix yourself. So it just really depends on the individual. But I do believe that most of the majority, especially in the, in the society that we just live in today, most of us need to be shaken up in order for us to say, okay, hey, like change has to happen. And it's because a lot of people are functioning from the lizard brain. We all have these different brain systems. So we have the lizard brain that is the lower, quote unquote, consciousness state. That's all about survival. So you have that fight, light, and fight vibration. So when people are in that vibration all the time, chances are they're surviving. And a lot of people are just, quote unquote, surviving right now, especially with everything that's going on. So if something hits them, it shifts them into, uh, it could be awakening or it could be a level of a higher awareness that they have an opportunity to make that change. So it just really depends. Trauma work and shadow work, are they related or is there a difference into how you start, you know, working on them? They're relatable. They're they're in connection. You know, how I how I work on it is that trauma is the shadow because the reason why someone is stuck in the triggering is because they haven't faced their trauma, which means that that trauma has turned into some type of shadow. So it goes hand in hand. So usually how I begin the work is really just processing the human trauma that one has been through, honoring that process and helping them to hold space in that level of experience. But then I go into more of the spiritual work by tying it into the conditioning and in the visions that that is the anchor of that trauma which that really comes into more of a profound shadow work. So now they start to see on a earth level, on a world level that they have been conditioned to believe that this particular experience is the end of me when really it's not. So it mm -hmm. goes hand in hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are like the different healing modalities? I know we talked about EMDR. Mm -hmm. But for a person who is ready um, to do the work, what are the steps or what kind of healing modalities are available? There's, I mean, there's, wow, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a ton, there's a ton of healing modalities out there. But the ones that I specifically, I, you know, if it's, if it's based upon more so what I do, I do past life regression as well, if I feel called to do that. And that is, Usually somebody who is, you know, they, they pretty much understand that their traumatic experiences in this life is a direct connection to maybe a more embedded narrative that they kind of brought into this existence and they're trying to find the origin of that. So we do past life work. I also do a lot of energy work. I am all about connecting to somebody's energy. And it could be through a conversation when people are just releasing when I am in that energy frequency, or we do energy clearing, energy healing, because energy healing can be more subtle 
and more soft compared to EMDR. So it really depends on what that person is ready to experience. And also, you know, meditation, I always go back to good old meditation. Meditation helps significantly. It was definitely my first transformative experience was through meditation. So, and me meditating for six years straight and just being really disciplined in that really opened up the doors for a lot of healing. But there's so many healing modalities out there. And my recommendation is to, no matter which one that a person is drawn to, go in already ready to surrender and trusting the process. Those are the two major things because what happens is when a person does it, they just kind of bounce around to one modality after another modality after another modality, and they're looking for instant. But we have to remember that this shadow has been out there for quite some time now, so instant is, shouldn't even be part of the healing. And they're also possibly looking to get fixed. And again, it's not about fixing anything. You're not broken. It's more so coming into the acceptance of that's what you experienced, but you no longer need to hold on to the narrative. But trusting the process is super important, no matter what healing modality people are in search for. Yes, that's very important. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, because it can be very overwhelming to, you know, to have so many of them out there and then uh, you don't know which one to choose and yeah. you can, you know, quickly step from one to another. So that's absolutely. that's absolutely amazing. I wanted to ask you if we're ignoring these shadows and mm-hmm. we're not working them, what happens to us? Like, what does mm-hmm. life look like? What are the things people you see experiencing mm-hmm. by not paying attention, mm-hmm. you know, to this work? Uh, most of the time, what I see on on more of the human level is that people are just experiencing their traumas over and over again, day in and day out. And they can't see past that world. And so they become the victim. And it's like, they may have a level of awareness to know that they're not, but their behaviors show otherwise. So, which means that if you are constantly in a victim state of mind, you are functioning from the lower aspects of yourself, because we all have these lower aspects, these lower chakras, you know, that hold our emotions and that hold the memories. And then we have our higher chakras, which actually is the, that's when you begin to really start quote unquote, ascending and you're working your way up your energetic field and you're opening up those levels of spiritual consciousness. But if you're constantly in the trauma, even if you have that knowledge, because I find a lot of people have so much knowledge, but you're constantly in that trauma loop, then you're just creating the cycle day in and day out. So your life doesn't change and Mm -hmm. the situations don't change. You may change environments, you may change a partner, you may leave, but that energy is a continuous flow. So it just follows you everywhere. Right. Yes. So for people who, you know, end up in the same toxic relationship, mm-hmm. repeating it all over again, or trying to live healthy, you know, eat right, but yeah. they're always repeating that, that's, that's something that we should look into because it could be 
those shadows. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, again, it's just about opening oneself up to the healing and recognizing that that is part of the work. The part of the work is being open to integrating into all that knowledge that people gain as they go through their spiritual journey or, or, or their healing journey and learning to integrate it into like both the lower aspects and also coming into more of the higher aspects of oneself. Mm-hmm. So one of the resistance that, you know, many people face is when they think of shadow work, they see it as something completely, you know, which doesn't align with their religion, mm-hmm. right? What can you say to those people to help them understand that, you know, they could still do their shadow work, they could still heal themselves? Yeah, you know, we'll see that goes into more of the deeper aspects of, of the conditioning of some of the religions, but not to dismiss their beliefs. It's really just about Sometimes it's really just about the wording. And I found out even when I started to teach yoga a long time ago, and I would present it to uh, certain people who had different backgrounds and beliefs uh, around what yoga was, you know, so, you know, the, the, the whole history behind yoga, but, you know, yoga is stretching, you know, it's just another form of stretching and, and connecting with your breath. So sometimes the wording is would help to for people who maybe are called to do the work, but maybe have a, I would say, maybe feel shamed or guilt because they are called to do the work, even though they are tied into this religion. And it's about really separating the religion with the healing and making more so about just the healing. And maybe taking out the spirituality piece too, because some people are not ready to do that spiritual work in in that way. Some people just want to be healed and they wanted this heal themselves. So that's where more of the clinical application is necessary. So this is why I always integrate all of it because even though the clinical application doesn't have the spiritual aspect to it, it still does help. So it's about finding the balance between their world and also as a healer, how can you meet them? How can you actually meet them at a balanced level where they're still gaining some healing, but you're not disrespecting their beliefs? Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, you know, really understanding the mind, body, spirit connection, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing that I always tell people when they have those kind of questions is what you do spiritually definitely affects you mentally yeah. and physically. Mm-hmm. So it really goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So that was that was really beautiful. Thank you so much uh, for all that you've shared with us. Is there anything in this area that I haven't mentioned that you think will help people that I haven't asked you? No, everything was beautiful. Thank you. This was this was such a beautiful build. And like I said, it's always an honor to be invited to these spaces to talk more about this, this really powerful work. And we're just, you know, we are just in these times to start talking about these deeper levels of work. And like you said, bringing in the mind, body, spirit aspect, no matter what belief system you are running from, it is about 
integrating my body and spirit. And mm-hmm. you know, this is yes. where we're at right now. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm super grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much. I believe that we're all here to serve one another. And mm-hmm. you have served us, you know, incredibly in this episode and also in all the work that you do. How can me and my listeners serve you? Uh, just, you know, continue to, if whatever resonates with you on my Instagram. So my Instagram is uh, Tahira underscore Mayat with M, it's M-A-A-T. So, you know, that that for me, like people such as yourself who kind of find me and resonate with what I'm saying, that that's support right there. And if you want to dive deeper into uh, levels of healing and education, then you could check out my Spiritual Alchemy Academy, which is also on my Instagram page. You just got to click on the link. That's wonderful. And we'll make sure to include those links on the show notes. Thank you so much, Tahira, for being here with us today. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. That was just beautiful. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did because there was just so much wisdom there and so much great information about what shadows are. I hope that you were enlightened by, you know, knowing that your shadows are not separate from you. Your shadows are a part of you. Many times we push away um, our, you know, our darkness and try to separate ourselves and not identify ourselves or feel guilty every time we experience, you know, a dark thought or something that doesn't align to who we believe we are. And that could be very uh, burdensome, create a lot of shame and guilt in ourselves, which is really unnecessary because when we know that we are the light and also the darkness inside of us that, you know, is continuously moving and what our purpose is to keep shining light into the dark that's such an empowering and such you know such an amazing belief that gives us our power back that completely allows us to accept ourselves and know who we are and gives us the power that we have been um, giving out you know we have been putting out our power into just so much of the external but when we know that we are a collective of all the good and the bad lies within us and we have control to keep shining light is such a beautiful thing so beautiful souls i really hope that um, you enjoyed this podcast and that you are feeling that you're empowered and that you're ready to do the soul work because that's really my hope and that's what my intention is by this episode is to help you see that there is work to do. We all have trauma. Like Tahira has said, you know, we all have shadows and it's a continuous journey of healing them. So just listening to this episode, I hope that you are inspired. I hope that you're triggered to do your soul work, to do your shadow work. And definitely, if you feel like this episode is helpful and will be helpful to others, I would love for you to review, comment, and share. That would, you know, help me help others and 
I would be just so grateful for that. So thank you for your support. I love you all beautiful souls. Until next time. Bye. Thank you.